0: Rachel? Yes, Andy? Sam? Yes, Andy? What's the best thing you ever saw? Yo, here, here we are.
1: F3. F3? R- R- trilogy. Running out the trilogy. What are we doing today? What, what have we been watching?
0: Well, the idea was that this would, at least for our recording, not your listening of it. Um, it might be a new school year by the time you listen to it, but <laughs> the premise okay. was that in honor, <laughs> oh, that wasn't a knock at you, just, you know, these things come out at a nice steady clip. Um, in honor of the end of the school year. Uh, we would reinforce all the good vibes that come with that by watching uh, some, some teen comedies. 20 teen comedies, in fact. Our biggest list yet.
1: Promcoms, as we started to call them.
2: Promcoms? Those are good. That's smart. I like that. Didn't,
1: that- I, didn't, I didn't come up with that, did I? I thought I heard Andy say that.
2: Oh, this is just another example of me not listening to Andy. Andy, Andy did you, did say, you that? say that?
0: Say what? Sorry. Promcom?
2: No. Instead of ROM? <laughs> no,
0: I don't know. I've never heard that before. Wow.
2: That was weird. I think we accepted that, Sam. I think we you. did.
1: Isn't oh. that a good one, though?
2: That's good. <laughs> cool. It's Not opposite inception because you think it's someone else's idea.
1: Yeah. No, it is Okay.
2: So we are going to start with our genre journeys. So, as always, we talk about our personal relationship to this genre. Um, so, okay, I'll start. I missed some of the major, like I missed American Pie. I missed like a lot of sort of like the early, ah. Uh, I, I mean, whatever. So I, I'd say the first of these movies that I watched a lot of were, was probably, well, Grease I watched when I was like seven. So that's a big one. But then the the Clueless, 10 Things I Hate About You, She's All That were very big for me. And then I think after that came the John Hughes movies. Um, I would say those are the sort of the big like chunks of things I watched when I was actually a teen, um, mm-hmm. except for obviously like Mean Girls and Superbad, which I watched contemporaneously in my teen years. But I love this genre. I mean I I've this is probably the one that I've seen of everything we've done so far, had seen the most movies of. Um and had like rewatched the most movies of. So yeah, that's my genre journey.
0: How many of these have you guys seen in theaters?
2: Oh, that's, that's not a lot.
0: a lot. I've seen um, two
1: of them. Or I saw two of them. I, I'm guessing I saw Mean Girls in Theaters. I
2: think I did too.
1: To be honest, that might be the. Oh know I saw dope in theaters.
2: Oh, you're cool.
1: And uh, that's probably it.
2: Yeah, yeah for no, me. No, that's definitely it. Just being girls. Clue I don't think I.
1: Maybe bad. I saw Super Bad. No, I wasn't old enough, was I?
2: I definitely I? did not see that in theaters.
1: I was 14. It's possible I saw that in theaters, but I don't think so.
0: Yeah, Clueless and and Superbad are the only two that I saw in theaters.
1: Andy, what's your genre journey?
0: My genre journey. Oh my gosh! How much time do you guys have? It's a long well. road.
1: It's a long road. Long. Road I mean, to you did here. warn us that this was going to be a long one. I just didn't realize it would start now.
0: This. Uh, I think it's really. By the way, our frame bridge is here.
1: Yay. <laughs>
0: Okay. Can you actually make sure it gets in, like, adequately, Rachel, and they don't, like, leave a sorry we missed you thing on our door?
2: I'll do that while you're doing your genre journey.
0: What are you framing? We framed a Polish Roman holiday poster. Yeah. Right All right. One so, one genre journey coming right up at your service. So... Thinking about this, I think it's really so. As a as a young boy who lived a few blocks away from a blockbuster video, who spent pretty much one night a week there uh, with his best friend, walking the aisles, gazing upon all the VHS covers. It's really this, like this genre. So this teen comedy genre and horror are like the two pillars of the, uh, like aspirational sort of like big kid. If I were only old enough to watch these movies, that would be like, what a life that would be sort of, sort of genres. Because I have so many memories of like looking, maybe lustfully, at say the Porkies VHS on the uh, Blockbuster shelf. Also like the Which Halloween not 2. on
1: our list. I just want to say that right <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> also something like a Halloween 2. Um, very different feelings going on there. But uh, the sentiment, I think, is the same. Um, because these are like the ultimate, for me, these were the ultimate, like, I smuggled a copy of X from my older brother for the sleepover.
1: Let's fucking go. Yeah, it's it, they're transgressive in a way that you can understand as being transgressive and they're not like some sort of, what like what's a good example of something that's less obviously transgressive for a teenager or for a very young person i'm gonna cut this out so don't worry <laughs> um like erotic thriller like you might not understand how yes. like when you're 10 you're not gonna be like i need to see these ero- this erotic thriller but you're gonna be i need to see this like Slight, like PG thirteen slash R rated rom com, com,
0: which I guess this today is the equivalent. There probably just isn't an equivalent, but is the equivalent cracking the parental security password on your parents' Netflix or something? Yeah. Or, There's no or logic. having a,
1: or having a friend who doesn't have that.
2: Yeah, and watching like sex education and Big Mouth and like
0: oh yeah yeah,
2: like sex education I just watched on Netflix and it is just it's so good, and it is so this like it is a perfect.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of these are TV shows now.
2: Yeah, Yeah, totally.
0: But yeah, to um to go back to what to what I was saying about this and horror, this and horror were just like the consummate like sleepover. Are we going to get in trouble? Did you manage to get it into your duffel bag? Like the, my purpose in life from 1999 to 2001 was to see American pie. We didn't know how we were going to do it, but there was nothing. There, there was so no. Bad for you. There's nothing else on my <laughs> schedule so those two sweet. years. There's nothing else. We there's <laughs> nothing else on the on the itinerary.
1: As far as you know, no other movies came out in that time and, period. And he's
2: just you know, through a calendar, every, it was, every
0: day I feel like it was one of those like you didn't see it coming, and just like suddenly, four of us were gonna be sleeping over at so and so's house that Friday night, and someone had an older brother who like had a friend who had a copy of it, and holy shit that was the night that you were gonna see american pie and we probably watched it again the next morning um
2: is this what my life would have been like sam if i had friends
1: <laughs> i don't know I, I don't remember american pie at all i mean i'm 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 too young for it but i feel like it could have it could have laid over i guess super bad i mean we were watching spot.
2: mulan when andy was like trying to watch american pie i mean that's just yeah
1: the- but maybe just super bad took it over
0: I think it was probably two, so it came out in ninety-nine, but I think it was probably I wasn't in high school. It was probably sometime when I was in eighth grade, so oh one or oh two. Um but in a less in a less transgressive sense, I mean, this in terms of nostalgia and things like that, you know, this and horror up there for um like sleepover culture and I would say like this for me at least this and Star Wars are like really big dad presenting it to you moments. I I grew up being called spicoli by my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: why you do not have a lot of spicoli vibes.
1: I, you are as far away from spicoli. As
0: I had I been think. Well, I've been some some say I've been high since the first grade. <laughs> um
2: some being your dad.
0: And um what was I going to say? Uh yeah, so I just so many I have so many memories of certain movies on this list like being very with a lot of pomp and circumstance presented to me, perhaps notably the one time um on a sleepover like sitting on the the pullout couch being presented 16 candles and then your dad says oh shit i forgot there's breasts in this (laughs) which i feel like has to have happened for so many people of of my generation (laughs) because it's so seemingly well i was gonna say seemingly innocuous um yeah i mean very not an accurate thing to say but in terms of like very superficial like cover your eyes moments oh yeah shit that's right there's just like some naked breasts. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Uh, I don't have that much of a genre journey for this. I think I had, this was a category where pre, I mean, pre Clueless, basically I had seen two of these movies. Um, So that so pre 1995, I had very little background. Um, and even Clueless and 10 Things I Hate About You, I did not watch at my in any sort of formative years. I probably saw Clueless for the first time all the way through maybe five years ago, four years ago. Um, which proves really how much I avoided it because you and mom must have watched it constantly. I know.
2: It's very weird because I feel like with the rom-com episode, you and I had such a similar yeah, genre journey. And yeah. I,
1: I mean, I think my taste was definitely informed by you guys because I loved it once I saw it. Um, but yeah, I guess I didn't really under didn't really think about this as a genre until more recently. I think the first movie that I saw When it came out and was also like it was pertinent to me as a high schooler, was or I guess Mean Girls was before high school, which makes it even more important because it's what you're expecting. Um, because that was that was everywhere, that was the biggest movie we watched. I've seen it so many times in like in school, we watched it constantly. Oh my
2: god, that was such a one that you'd watch in school. Um, like when you had a f- like on a fun day
1: yeah and and I think the only thing I saw before I mean I I think Ferris Blue's Day Off I've seen so many times I think that was like maybe t- someone in our maybe dad liked it or maybe you showed it I don't know someone showed it to me. it was me. like
2: it was one of the movies that we had permission to watch as the four of us which it, which, which which there was a time where that was a very very little
0: small yeah list. Um, Caligula
2: <laughs>
0: Ferris Bueller's Day Off <laughs>
1: and he, um, yeah and I'd say so those were kind of my intros into the genre and I've enjoyed it ever since I am easily transported and I love the movies that come out now um that are more built for teens because i think over as a genre it's always the good ones are always straddling something for the teens and something for the nostalgia some some of them kind of leaning towards the latter in this in our list um yeah i don't have much of a genre journey for it for this genre that's
2: okay And then we're going to move on to our next category, which is defining terms. I was thinking about this today a lot, about how I sort of have a thesis that usually in these genres, there are, if we go chronologically, there are a few movies that happen sort of before the genre gets solidified in the public consciousness. And then there's like the movie that does it. Um... And then then the genre sort
1: of <laughs> starts to branch out.
2: Exactly. Then then every movie is sort of copying.
1: It's kind of like an hourglass one. kind of look.
2: Exactly. Ooh, well, you're
1: talking.
2: Not, not even it's like, yeah, the it's I would even say that the genre narrows, that it becomes much clearer after that one. That there's more movies, but they're more similar to everything else.
1: Okay. Okay, got it. So like
2: so I can make a very, very broad definition that goes back to the earliest movies on our list and say that a teen comedy is a movie that features people in, usually at the tail end of, but just in high school, um, leading what is considered a pretty normal high school experience. Usually in these movies, nothing too, um, you know, out of the like nothing too crazy happens. Um they don't, you know, go to space or anything. And that there is overall a pretty funny tone to the movie. And the idea is that they're supposed to be sort of joking around in the way kids joke around. Um, and they're supposed to be kind of a celebration usually of youth. That's like a very broad definition of the genre, which I think does include things like Cooley High and American Graffiti which are on our list but I don't, I don't think that Cooley High and American Graffiti were trying to be a teen comedy I think that once Fast Times at Ridgemont High came out everything wanted to be Fast Times at Ridgemont High that, that then the movie became then the genre becomes much more specific where it has to you know there's these romantic components to it and there's some amount of like kind of shock and awe like comedic scandal to it um that that happens later so it's kind of the broad definition is that you know teens celebration of youth usually lighthearted, usually supposed to sort of hold the mirror up to what teens in a certain place are like and then for a while the genre was very much the fast times model Um, of, like, teen sex comedy. And now that seems to be less popular. Any other thoughts on the defining of the term?
0: I think a fixture that goes all the way back to American Graffiti that you can see in most of these movies, um, a fair amount of them, I mean, the most archetypical ones is how... um, Heavily, they they feature almost an excess of of popular music. Mm. Yeah the the American Graffiti soundtrack is like what like fifty songs long, and like every there's like a new song like every three oh minutes God. in that movie it's and, needle
2: dropping like it's book smart, and it's maintained to a
0: not at the same clip, but definitely a feature of something like Cooley High and Fast Times and six, definitely 16 Candles to a fault, I would say there. And, um, a lot of the movies thereafter. So just sort of, I mean, that's kind of the idea, right? It's, um, based on this idea that teens are to some extent, kind of defining the culture and music is a popular music is a, um, big part of that and they kind of go hand in hand with
1: trying to get laid i think that also shows and exemplifies kind of this duality in a lot of these movies where they're trying to showcase the timeless natures of high school and especially kind of like the clicks slash stratification whether that be kind of in coolness or money or a combination of the two and that is a theme that runs throughout but it also very much a lot of them are of a certain time whether they are looking backwards in time or trying to show what the teens are listening to in that time it's this combination of the forever green and the thoroughly placing of the movie
2: yeah i agree um and what i love about these movies just like as a genre is that i think all of them and like especially like the good ones and i would say that the good ones are on this list and they're not all good but you know what i mean by that they take teenage problems really seriously and they don't belittle them there's not like an adult lens of like um you know, when you're older, like, these aren't going to be real problems. Like, the their melancholy they feel is the melancholy of the movie and that they, they sort of meet um, teens on that level. That, you know, there's no, like, yeah, you really want to get with this girl, but it's not like you think you're going to marry her, right? Like, don't be an idiot, you're 18. That sort of condescending, patronizing tone that I think that, like, kids live with their entire lives. These movies do such a good job of just cutting through all that crap and like it's at their level which I love about yeah, Teen Yeah which,
1: which allows teens to love them and parents to look back on them more nostalgically as like this was a time when I thought this was the most important thing in the world and it satisfies both age groups in kind of very different ways Yes Justify My List
2: Justify My List
0: Oh, you beat me to
1: it. <laughs> I do such a good job. It's it, <laughs> So uh, yeah. I can just go through our list, um, which was lovingly put together largely by Andy and Rachel. Um, Andy, do you want to go through it kind of? I guess I'll I'll put I'll say the list, and then you can go through kind of where this came from. Um, so. It's a list of 20. 20? 20, yep. 20 movies ranging from 1973 to 2019. American Graffiti, 1973. Coolie High, 1975. Greece, 1978. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, 1982. 16 Candles, 1984. The Breakfast Club, 1985. Pretty in Pink, 1986. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 1986. Heather's, 1989. Say Anything, 1989. Days and Confused, 1993. Clueless, 1995. She's All That, 1999. 10 Things I Hate About You, 1999. American Pie, 1999. Mean Girls, 2004. Superbad, 2007. Dope, 2015. Lockers 2018 and Booksmart 2019, and yes, we watched all those fucking movies. We sure Oof. did. That's a lot of movies.
2: They're so, I and mean, just like that list. That was so good. I mean, sorry, we how should did, talk about why it's we, good. Just How did we
1: get that list? Where did it come from?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of this one compared to, say, the heist uh, list, a genre that I was less familiar with, a lot of this is just, you know, very mainstream. Well, but, well I guess first of all, it's it's what we experienced as kids. Um, a lot of these were movies that were you know, integral to my viewing experience growing up in middle and high school. Um, From a very, uh, like, white mainstream Hollywood perspective, there's two kind of pillars of the historical periods of the genre as we know it being sort of like the mid-80s John Hughes era. And the 1999 kids are spending money on movie tickets now era let's make some teen movies yeah yeah and some things in between something i don't think the world is ending we have talked about in, in in list creation sometimes there's little pockets of our list that um just represent oh we're doing x genre i always wanted to watch x i always wanted to be able to say i've seen x so Heathers, for example, fills that uh, slot. At least for me, I don't think had had any of you seen Heathers. Rachel, you like kind of saw it once. I maybe. saw it.
2: I saw it because Tavi Gevinson told me to in high school.
1: There you go. Wait. Well, you were in high school.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, like on her blog. Like she, I didn't personally talk to her. i because cool. she's
1: five years younger than you. So I, I know. So she was in middle home.
2: school and I was in there high you school. Go. Tavi there Gevinson you go. told me to. <laughs> So yeah i'd seen it i think purple. she's
1: five no is she younger is she even younger than I'm trying to remember how many years size. of overlap <laughs> we had
2: um,
0: okay but these yeah these lists tend to or a list like this tends to write itself at least um obviously i I'm not going to uh feign like I've become some overnight expert in uh Films that highlight and prioritize uh black characters of the black experience, but seeking out something deliberately like uh Cooley High was a really cool discovery yeah um, and a shame that uh I had both the ignorance to not know that it existed in the first place, but have like also just you know grown up in this environment where sort of by design I was never supposed to know about Cooley High which uh is pretty awful because it's a fantastic movie as I'm sure we'll we'll continue to talk about throughout this episode. So it was really cool to just to discover that. Um,
2: yeah, shout out to the yeah. BET. I specifically want to start cite my sources. B I watched I I read a BET and an Ebony article um specifically on like black coming of age and black high school movies. Uh to try to get something that I thought would fit in the, to see if there was something that we were missing. So I, I don't want it to seem like we're just like know a lot about movies. We have to be honest that like everything in our life has like kept us from uh, trying to, from knowing about Cooley High. So we sought it out.
1: Justified. I feel that like that's list justified.
2: List justified.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh... I think it's time to uh, ask Statman Crothers to come on the show.
2: Statman, hey, it's me, Statman. <laughs> oh man!
0: Wow! Guys, I'll be, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Okay. I heard you just nope, nope, justified. Nope, not, I'm not
1: doing this for a whole fucking <laughs> 15
2: minutes. No. Nope.
0: Has the list been justified? <laughs>
2: I didn't know that we were opening up our quarantine circles instead, and Andy. Hello. All
0: right, thanks for your patience. Um, <laughs> did I miss anything?
1: I don't know. Someone really <laughs> creepy came on the sofa <laughs> a little bit. I think we got
0: it. It smells different in here. <laughs> did you just like, pee? <laughs> like <over laughs> lights? All right. 20 movies. Uh... Four period pieces, 16 not period pieces. About half of them are uh, all-in-one-day jobs. The other half are uh, sort of school year at a glance. Not a lot. of. I I was – at first I thought I I had this really cool statistic where we had made our first list that didn't feature a Best Picture nominee, but – how wrong I was. The, we, we have a list with just one Best Picture nominee <laughs> uh, in, in American Graffiti. So not a, lot of, not a lot of Oscar love for the teen comedy genre. 20 movies on the list. Two of them received Oscar nominations. American Graffiti with five being nominated for Best Picture, Director, Original Screenplay, Supporting Actress, and Editing. Didn't win any of them. Uh, and then Grease was nominated for Hopelessly Devoted. Oscars wow. and AFI kind of split, kind of wow. split on. Well, uh,
2: I think it had. Sorry, I think it had to be nominated for that because that was that was the song that was added. Right. Yeah. It couldn't be nominated for any of the others except for I think maybe uh, the "We're of a Kind," the "Dupe to the last one I think might have been added too. Um, but it couldn't have been. That's in the show. Nothing that was in the show could be nominated. Uh, tell me, tell us uh,
0: tell us what you think that song is called again. <laughs> What's it
2: called? <laughs> That's
0: tell that. me I just something dupe, dupe to do. I think it was just. <laughs> you're, the <one laughs> you're the one that I want? You're the one dupe to do. Did you say we're one of a kind? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, the, it's, not, be fun. it's the it's very not last important. one. It's not important. Yeah, yeah you're right the one that I, time. anyway. Anyways, I was going to say Oscars and AFI a little split, but you kind of cleared it up for us, Rachel, because of the the parameters of what is an original song. I was just going to say it's hopelessly devoted, nominated for best song, but the, the song that the AFI recognizes on 100 Years 100 Songs is Summer Nights. Not a whole lot of AFI love beyond that. Uh, similarly, American Graffiti has a bunch of AFI stuff. It's on both of the, the movie lists. Uh, it's 43, no. I'm looking at the wrong list. It is 62 on the, on the updated 100 movies list, which came Uh, out when? Uh, Oh seven, I believe. Um, and then both American graffiti and fast times are on 100 years, 100 laughs fast times is 87 and American graffiti is 43. Hmm.
1: I don't remember laughing that much. Yeah. I loved the Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. It's
2: not that funny. <laughs> also, yeah, that song it's I was singing was called We're all, We'll Always Be Together. It's different from you know, the one that... doop The
0: one that... Is It Will <laughs> Always Be Together, parentheses, doop doop
2: <laughs> I was just saying at the beginning, you guys are just so mean. Okay.
0: Yeah, so that's not, not a whole lot of... Rec- it's it's funny to track... These are, these are like a proxy for tracking the historical trajectory of... Uh, like bullshit teen awards because once you get to uh, she's all that like she's all that to super bad each movie has like a laundry list of like the teen choice awards the mtv awards the empire awards the like blah 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 which we, we
2: apparently do not recognize <laughs> on our pod
1: yeah n- there is no mention of that on our Statman man yeah we do not recognize tab. this oh yeah
0: i don't i don't make tabs for those
1: <laughs> that bullshit
0: got some bteu initiates welcome joseph gordon levitt you were in inception oh, the- and 10 things i hate about you welcome to the best thing extended universe <laughs>
1: snaps. Also, snaps for jge
0: nicholas cage
1: jg fucking l
0: nicholas no, cage you it. were in stop national it. treasure and fast times at ridgemont high
1: are you saying Moonstruck does not exist, or is National Treasure Moonstruck? I'm sequential confused. <laughs> episodes, sequential episodes. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Whatever. Then we would
0: have had um, extended extended universe. Because uh, Mahoney, what's his John, name? Mahoney. John Mahoney? John Mahoney's in Moonstruck. And oh, Sandy. It's only
1: it's only consecutive. What consecutive if it, episodes, man? Oh. I would keep. These are the rules. The extended of total? universe. Or is that too hard for you? No, I mean shady. that seriously. That might It would be very annoying to have to do it, that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of tricky.
2: Tricky, okay. tricky. Wow.
1: Thank you, Statman.
2: I, I realized that- Did someone say Statman? <laughs> <laughs> I realized that it's not until we have a genre called like Oscar movies that we will be able to like litter this with Oscar nominations. Like this just makes you realize- And how. The- the slight piece of the pie that gets nominated for shit. It's just so small.
1: I think we could get two two ways to circumnavigate that. Period pieces and mm-hmm. movies about Hollywood. Yeah. Those would be two ways to get at Oscar movies, which says a lot. Um,
2: Whoa. On blast, the Academy. Let it be known, you're on blast.
1: <laughs> I'm coming for you.
0: I was thinking...
2: You're not safe. This is a pod. We got your number on this Pod Academy. You wait as fuck.
1: What were you thinking, Andy? Before thinking, we get to categories, I was thinking,
0: no, I wanted to ask, and I think this would be the one of the better times to do it, given the contemporary um, sort of climate or parameters of the Oscars, which isn't really saying a lot, but is a lot different than some of these movies experienced in their time do you think what are sort of the like corrected context for a lot of these movies Oscar chances like if it were by two days standards which again are still pretty ridiculous Um,
1: I mean was Lady Bird nominated for best picture don't just, just just answer me don't say anything
2: else I think it was yes
1: yes which is not really a comedy. Um, I don't know. I mean, a movie has to take itself so seriously to be nominated for an Oscar. And thankfully, not many of these do.
2: I've never seen The Towering Inferno. But, but the fact that it got nominated for an Oscar and Cooley High didn't, I think is bad. I mean, 1975 was a tough year. Because it also had, I guess it would have been the nineteen seventy six Oscars, wouldn't it? I mean, Days yeah. and Confusion
1: is also just a wonderfully made movie, but ninety three I think was a crazy stacked one, if I remember correctly. Schindler's
0: List. That's Schindler's yeah. List and Jurassic Park. Not Braveheart.
1: <sighs> I mean, this. Will, I think we could. We'll also probably get into this. In uh, is the best promcom you've seen also the best movie on this list, you know? Yes. Um, which will yes. be a very interesting category.
2: I don't know what Nashville is, but 1976, the year that Coolie High could have been nominated. It was Robert one flew Yeah. yeah. It, okay. So One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Barry Linden, Jaws, Nashville, and Dog Day Afternoon. That's a tough year.
0: It's a pretty pretty quite the year.
2: Air, yeah if we were to go beyond best picture and into like um, acting categories or writing categories, I would say that these days maybe Clueless could have like a Juno-esque best screenplay nomination. Yeah. I was,
0: I was going to say that was really my, my rambling was basically a long walk to say, I think if it were, I think if Mean Girls came out in 2020, Tina Fey would get a best adapted screenplay Oscar nomination. Yeah. 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 I guess that's all I wanted to say.
2: (laughs) And yeah, I'm and maybe like I don't know. I can't really see the Oscars like actually doing this, but maybe some best actor for like Sean Penn or something and fast times for best supporting. Um, but that's hard to imagine today. Uh but yeah, I think some of the writing ones, some of the better written ones should be. Which is gotten. sort of like
0: the cop out a lot for like usually like the mainstream not necessarily even like mainstream but like the movie that feels like it should be getting best picture or was like the movie that feels like critically and commercially was the best movie of the year sort of gets like pigeonholed into the screenplay category like it kind of felt like that was going to be parasite this past year that Mm -hmm. was get out a few years ago um
1: yeah, and that's why but I thought it's Little like Women this- had a yeah. chance to be best screenplay. Anyway, we we don't have to get into Oscar shit right now. Um,
2: they know they're on blast.
1: They know they're they on know. blast.
0: You watch hey, out. Siri, idea, best thing I ever saw, best picture 1975
1: movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get good. into categories. Um, we have split our sizable list of categories for this genre into two camps. I know I probably popped my pee on that one. Um, genre specific categories, which are kind of our normal, a more normal list for what we've been doing. And then second, we have yearbook superlatives.
2: Getting spicy. Um,
1: getting spicy. So first up on our genre specific category, is best high school. I'm guessing this is high school you'd most want to go to based on architecture. Is that what we're going on this one?
2: Uh, architecture, culture, vibe.
1: Slash maybe even topographically? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, hold on. Let me pre- let me bring up my notes. Um, I think mine was probably the 10 things I hate about you high school. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's, Maybe it's not without, mine. Without well, uh, well, the culture cool. part,
1: I was not thinking as much about the culture part. But it is like a giant castle on the side of a hill. Uh, and at least whenever we were there, even though it was in Seattle, it was always sunny. So all I'm going on is the fact that the Northwest is somehow sunny in that galaxy. Um, it's just like, the Vistas, if you can get on the roof, it's even better, as we see with the band playing on the roof in the credits. Um, yeah, I, that, it's just stuck in my head so much.
0: Stadium my, High School, Tacoma, Washington.
2: My and pick is the Grease High School. Right because, L High. Ride right L High, for sure. Because it has the most fun things. First of all, their dance is on American Bandstand. That's really cool. Like that's that doesn't happen everywhere. That's a big deal. Second of all, they have an end of year carnival. That's like really cool. That's like that was a very cool carnival and I would want an end of year carnival at all my high school events.
1: Really? You think anyone would go to that?
2: They all went. And they're yes. the cool kids. So they have an end of year carnival that everybody goes to including the cool kids. Um and I mean, the look of it was fine. It was it had a nice little outdoors, whatever. But I was mostly thinking about the events. And the events at Rydell High are the coolest. And, yeah, it has some nice people who can all sing very well. And I appreciate their um, devotion to vocational training in the shop class. The car auto body class.
1: Could have gotten that in... Uh... 16 candles,
2: I guess, but, but that auto body class doesn't magically turn into the grease lightning one.
1: Also very true. And uh, Andy, and the
0: stadium, stadium high school is a public high school. Really? <laughs> yeah. Into calm. Yeah.
2: Wow. wow. All public high schools are on blast now. Andy, what's yours?
0: Oh, Stadium High School.
2: Oh.
1: Yay.
0: I know that if Uh, I drive my... uh, If I drove... If I drive my uh, moped off of... (laughs) uh, Which you might. Off the hill, I won't die.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a miracle. So, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, holy shit. I mean, it just looks like Hogwarts.
1: Yeah. It's beautiful. I don't know what you're doing, Rachel, over there. I Uh, mean, I'm thinking about the
2: high school experience. Like, you think you're going to go to,
1: you're going to have an American bandstand right now, right? During when you were in high school? Obviously,
2: it's like then, but like, I, I just, I mean, I know that like the high school is very beautiful, but I didn't see anything that really inspired me. That seemed like it was a particularly fun school to go to, except for the fact that their prom is in a really nice place. Like that prom looked really nice, not as I pretty a real as the prom and in-
1: band for it. Anyway, we'll get that's a separate separate category. Sorry, Why I
2: need a band when you have a band stand.
1: <laughs> when you have Usher, um, let's do next category, which is this gets me. Oh. which I guess is the most relatable part of a movie,
2: but specifically movie. relatable like to you, like the Sam, like, exactly.
0: Sam, do you get this gets me?
1: <laughs> and with that, I think I'll start um, mine were actually, and I maybe I could have gotten this from other, two things from. Well, a couple things um, from Dazed and Confused. Obviously, Rachel, you're in my relationship was not anything like the brother sister relationship, but kind of oh having God, the freshman, the freshman older sister and kind of there's some knowledge of you senior going older in. Sister. Senior older sister. Sorry. Um, I and mean, this happened for me twice, older, both uh, in high school and in college. Uh, and the kind of vibe you get and there's older kids who kind of know who you are and have some sort of reference for you already was kind of relatable. Um, and I was not the star quarterback of the team, but I think that also that days Confused kind of main-ish character of – of uh, what's what's his name? I don't know, the quarterback – who you follow through most of the movie, him kind of being a jock who his friends aren't necessarily the jocks and kind of someone who is a little more fluid in how they move about the school, I think is something that just kind of makes more sense to me than some of the more rigid um Click structures, and that's just true for all of Days and Confused. It felt a little more realistic in terms of how it depicted social groups in high school, um, and then Ferris Bueller like driving down Lakeshore Drive with music blasting as like the peak of coolness in high school, and feeling cool in high school was very relatable to me. RIP the Jetta.
2: We don't need to get into that. No, you killed it. Okay. For me, and this is like the one nice thing I'm going to say about this movie. It's like the premise of Booksmart. The like waking up at the end of your senior year and realizing that like the people that were like popular and had fun and like like were cool also got into good colleges. And you're just like, what? You? But you're so cool and you would make like hidden jokes in Latin class about how you got drunk over the weekend. Like you got to like, it doesn't, you don't need to be like singularly devoted and like, you know, practically. Singularly monastic. devoted to you. <laughs> and have like a, like monastic devotion to your grades to uh, get into a decent college. Cool. Good to know. So
1: one thing you don't like about Booksmart is the entire premise of Booksmart.
2: No, it's, uh, yeah, like, I think that that was the one thing you
1: do like, I should say. I don't know how much
2: I like it, but I, um, it was very relatable to me, the just realizing that your, your like sort of dutifulness is more of an identity than like a means to an end that you think it's oh i need to be this way to like get something but it's really just like oh i just am this way i just am this square i'm not this square so i can get into a good college
1: yeah it's not not only squares get into good colleges Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah yeah and it's and you're in you're kind of just a square and you're pretending like it's for a reason but you're just a square yeah that was me. Squirt. I'm lame.
0: Andy. Did you just have one, Rachel?
2: I just had one. Suck
0: I won- it. I got four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first one, so Richard Dreyfus, and his sort of existential quest for Suzanne Somers throughout uh, the whole night of American Graffiti, just being wrapped up in this idea that the universe is speaking to you and there's this <laughs> perfect... Uh, blonde in a nice car out there that of course is like looking directly at you because she wants to have sex with you um sort of thing it just yeah just because you
1: have something in your teeth
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and just all of that i mean that was very much my mental vibe at that age was <laughs> well, how could the universe not be speaking to me and this is I am on this like pre-written track to uh be on this uh you know romantic wild everything will end up perfectly journey uh this genre journey number two number two kind of similarly I mean just the total pretty much like 99.9 percent of Mark Ratner's vibe in Past times at Ridgemont High. Just the like, I really like this girl, but like, what is like? How can I sort of establish a romantic connection with this girl by removing myself as much as I can from the process of it? Because (laughs) it's just so horrifying, and just sort of like the Rube Goldbergian machines he creates to be like, uh, you know, this, 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 and then, uh, I guess I'll take your phone number and, uh, that'll be that, uh, to, to establish his, uh, his genre journey with, uh, Stacey Hamilton. Number three, 50% there. All right. Number three, it's actually not a teen thing. It's, uh, that moment in so there's there's the the like the famous confrontation in the Breakfast Club between um Blake, um, Judd Nelson, right? Yeah. Judd Nelson and uh, Paul Gleason. And they make the particular effort after the confrontation, and that you know, we've watched Paul Gleason leave the library. And uh there's a close-up on his face and he just like exhales, which is so <laughs> which is so like I don't know, it just speaks to me. I mean, you don't have to be, you don't have to have had administrative experiences for that to speak to you. You know, teachers do this all of the time and confronting kids, but that scenario of just like locking horns with a student and then Taking that moment to know when you're completely alone, just to be like, All right, holy shit, that fucking sucked. Um, <laughs> thank God we're both still here. Um, yeah, that got me. That gets me. Present tense. Number four. Number See, I'm so four.
2: Nudgy.
1: No, I'm just keeping it moving.
2: You're being
0: nudged. For someone who. like more or less one of these people and spent a lot of time around such people just the pitch the pitch perfect nature of john cusack and i don't know the other actor's name but the two other geeks let's call them in 16 candles is just so (laughs) oh my gosh it is so authentic. They like, have the
1: camera, yeah,
0: like the cameras and <laughs> like those, like all like the headgear and just yeah. their total affect at the dance and when they're together that night when Anthony Michael Hall is you know outside their window and just it's mostly the non John Cusack one, like the John Q- the non John Cusack one, like walked straight out of like a card shop. And it's just an uber <laughs> nerd and just like a, a know-it-all. Like it, it's just, oh my gosh.
1: It's hard to, uh. because <laughs> of all the other experiences I've had with John Cusack. And up when I was watching 16 Candles, um, Say Anything was not one of them. He is kind of much more of like a slick, I'm too cool for the world kind of affect to him in most of the movies i've seen him in so accepting him as a nerd was a little harder i think for me in that movie um, but yeah the there was so yeah the whole them sleeping over that was such a great part of it
2: okay next category Which is the opposite of This Gets Me, which is just like the what the fuck, like in what world would this even remotely happen? And my number, I have a few things that are more just like the movie, but my number one thing is the fact that Cher is in Miss Geist's wedding at the end of Clueless, (laughs) That's insane that she is, like... She got them together. She is, like, as an 18-year-old person, like, person, is a bridesmaid in her, like, English teacher's wedding, and then, like, catches the bouquet because they're all invited. Like, all of them are invited to this wedding?
1: super tight-knit community at the high school and there's school. not
2: that many people at the wedding no.
1: i mean i mean apparently it seemed like at the beginning miss guys did not have many friends
2: yeah so why are yeah it's just it's like these people share has done nothing for the most of the time except for like manipulate you and take advantage of you why are you spending forty dollars a plate on her dinner just just just
1: oh now i get where this is going from. <laughs>
2: Just not more of a have, wedding planning <laughs> just why are you doing like you're not gonna do that like that's just unbelievable so there's that that's a big one for me as a wtf moment and then there's just this stuff that just like like i wrote down all of heather's yeah i like, don't understand that movie at all I don't. Maybe we could talk about it a little bit. Maybe this is a good.
1: I think this is a great time. time. I think "What the Fuck" a category is a great time to talk about <sighs> others. Cause I, I think I first heard about it. They were recently planning on doing some sort of sh- TV show remake of it.
2: Oh my god! Yeah.
1: And mixed it with the whatever. Four Probably someone shooting. watched it.
2: Probably someone was like, yeah. "Oh, I just watched this. It's not just all about wearing loafers and socks."
1: Yeah. It.
2: i watched the movie guys maybe we should be no
1: i think it took me much longer to realize it was kind of almost surrealist and not magical realism is not the right way but kind of surrealist in its form so when people started killing other people i was very confused yeah same i did not know that that was going to happen um i i knew going into it because of the tv show or whatever remake um that was planned to happen getting canceled that it had something to do with school shootings and the reason why it got canceled was because of the increased sensitivity to that subject matter recently um, so I knew that was happening, but I didn't know we were getting like serial killers in this movie. Um, and we did. So what the fuck?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just it's treatment of everything of, of like suicide itself was insane because that's what it's i mean that this is sort of before the days of like school shootings as we know it and what it was being tongue-in-cheek about was teen suicides which is an interesting like layer to put on to that um and just to me there's a world in which that movie is more effective Even with all of the stuff, but the fact that the resolution is that at the end, she learns to be nice to the fat girl, that like, you needed to take that. Like, that's, that's it. That's all it is. Is that like, oh, I guess I'll be nice to this girl. That that's all it took, that that's, that's that. Um, So if I'm remembering it correctly,
0: Christian Slater pulls a gun on two students in the cafeteria and. Nothing happens,
2: right? Oh Or yeah, is it like a it. fake gun? He gets
0: suspended, right? Or is it a? Isn't yeah, he it doesn't like get a, expelled. Like it's he not just like an actual like, gun.
2: Yeah, I don't remember. I
0: mean, nevertheless, I don't remember either.
1: Yeah, it's. Yeah. He's like
2: able to be back in school. That's insane.
0: Wonder
1: what Statman thinks about this. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I. It just was. I could not get on the wavelength of the movie if it had a wavelength and I think it does there are people who would thoroughly enjoy this movie I think who who it was their high school movie to some extent
2: Um, I would challenge those people to critique do you just like the fact that it's subversive and do you like the aesthetics I I truly don't think that there's any depth to that like I think that no
1: but yeah I just like I just couldn't I couldn't get into it. I was I was constantly being put off by everything that was happening in it, um, and I and the shoulder pads were not doing it for me in terms of interest. Um, so, yeah, it was. It's oh wow. Yeah, I haven't thought about it that much since I've had the week after I watched it, it was plagued by thoughts of it so yeah you I think both both of you have said,
0: have said things that have conjured this up in me and I'm sure if I thought long and hard enough about it I could think of some examples in which I've been guilty of this and would the sound like a hypocrite but what does it mean to co opt the look of this movie where you know you're wearing like a turquoise tennis sweater and the socks with loafers. It's like, so you're into being so clicky and mean that people want to murder you. I just, I don't like, what does it mean to dress up like Heather? Like any of the Heathers for Halloween? Like, I don't like, it's so bizarre.
1: Yeah. it It is wild that, that this movie became an aesthetic like
2: like a la clueless like on that level yeah
1: yeah. it's wild like did they have they seen this movie
0: and it's such a common school theater adaptation my school did this two or three years ago for the fall musical And I don't know what the discrepancies are between the stage book and
1: the movie. Is it like a it's just like is it have they turned it into like a knockoff Mean Girls musical? Is that what it is?
0: I'm not entirely sure. But I mean Mean I mean it was heavily
1: influenced by this movie. Right. Yeah. Um obviously it took it in a very different direction. Yeah, one some of the main frictions between the the head click the plastics can be traced pretty directly I mean obviously from real life but also from mm-hmm. heathers I think and yeah. they just they just don't kill people except in the school bus stuff. Anyway
2: Yeah I just like to one last like button on this is like I did say at the beginning that the what I love about this genre is like how like at surface and earnestly they take teen problems and this movie just doesn't do that. Like, it just doesn't respect the stakes of what actual young people are going. Because it's just like, there's this like attempted David Lynchian irony to all of it. And it's just, it's, I, I think it's disrespectful to the genre. And I think it's like a morally bad movie.
0: Yeah. Also yeah. Disrespectful to David Lynch.
2: I'm sorry. I, I didn't. But you see that it's trying to do a David Lynch thing. It looks and to me, failing. I get
0: more Tim Burton. Like it looks, because it's right in that sweet spot. Oh, it's right yeah. between Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's right between Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands. It has that like Vaseline on the lens quality to it. Another question. Yeah, I see
2: where you're going with
1: that. Were they all trying to do an Ohio accent?
2: I don't remember I don't them know. speaking weirdly. You do remember
1: any sort of weird overpronunciation of certain vowels. Um, are we talking about Christian, Christian Slater, Slater doing a Jack Nicholson accent?
2: The way that he it? talks?
1: I feel like maybe I'm not used to Winona Ryder talking. Um but I, I feel like she I was mean, also mean Christian deaf Slater deaf sounds Yeah. Like Ridiculous. Nicholson. Yeah, he did a lot of like a lot of tight cheek vowels. cheeked,
2: hard consonants.
1: Okay. Jack Nicholson. Uh, that was cut my attention,
0: what the fuck, really. Um that was your what the
2: fuck too? Yeah.
0: Okay. My uh, I have a fifth this gets me. Irv Robbins, co-founder <laughs> of Baskin Robbins, is a stadium, both a stadium high school alum and
1: a ZBT alum. <laughs> wow. That's very
2: cool. I think we might need to get some Baskin Robbins to celebrate. So that's, a,
1: that's a Kevin Bacon seven degrees separation from stadium high school.
2: Wow. He's got it. Look at those. Andy's dancing right now, for those of we you. Stand,
1: we stand. Baskin-Robbins.
2: <laughs> Baskin-Robbins is whatever the opposite of On Blast is. Baskin-Robbins is doing great.
1: Just kidding. We have no idea about Baskin-Robbins. Yeah, I
2: don't know. Yeah, we might find uh, what's out.
1: Your, Did you say what your what the fuck was, Andy?
0: No, I didn't. And in fact, I thought Rachel was going to steal mine at first. Mine is also, I have two. First one's also from Clueless. And it's funny, the way that I put it in my notes, especially given what Rachel was saying, it is on what planet does Dan Hadea allow any of this to happen?
2: Wait, does who, who's Dan Hedaya?
0: Cher's father. The actor oh. playing Cher's
2: father.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Like, what? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dylan had similar issues with, uh, he really just couldn't get past the whole stepbrother Thing.
2: So you're talking about ro- allow it to happen romantically? Yes. Yeah. It's fine. I think he'd be fine with it.
1: Uh, I think of this He as, wants them to as, like as,
2: each other the whole time.
1: I think of this as being part of the adaptation. Um, and oh, has Sam, be Sam's certain- about
2: to... To Emma, explain us all. To Sam, no,
0: that's probably think a that good it, point. I, I always forget that this is—that's the context of this. And I think read. of
1: the I, there has to be a certain amount of suspension of disbelief. I mean, in terms of an adaptation of a very—I mean, obviously it's a change. The original in Emma, it's someone—the uh, character she ends up marrying Mr. is Mister Knightley, who is has known her since she was born. Basically, what she's—he has to be at least. Twenty years older than her. Is it I mean, ever- he's like
2: a it- buddy of her dad's.
1: Yeah, but but still younger than her father.
2: Yeah, but it's like it, for in that same vein, like her dad would see Mister Knightley as a peer.
1: Yes. Um, so that I think probably would have been more creepy if it was
2: like a forty-year-old dude.
1: If it was a 40 year old dude with a high schooler than it being just a slightly older stepbrother i think that is softening former, the blow former stepbrother former stepbrother, step- Brother. Former stepbrother. Um, i yeah that is a good point it is former stepbrother she just hangs around the house cuz he's cuz he's a nice must boy must be an environmental lawyer um, i think that softens the blow but still kind of points towards why she would have never before thought of it as an option. Like there's some sort of like realization that she needs to have, like, Oh, I'm actually in love with him. Like that needs to be a realization. And if that's a possibility throughout the movie, then that's not going to be a realization. It's not as believable. Uh, I mean, oh, I love Josh. No, I, I love, love Josh. Josh.
2: <laughs> I love Josh.
1: <laughs> um, I, I, Understand and, and uh, agree with him being okay with this. Being a what the fuck part.
2: I don't. I think that it would work. I, I'm 100% on board.
1: I mean, from but probably from like a seemingly slightly over controlling father, even if he doesn't really know what going on, what's going on in her life. Once he does.
2: My guess is that the father, he's like seen it the whole time. That he's like been like, this is probably going to happen. He yeah. seems perceptive
1: yeah
2: What was your second one, Andrew?
0: It's the mirror image of my this gets me or one of my this gets me. I've had so many this gets me, as you guys
2: he said five no, um,
0: was
1: it? Again.
2: He had five total if you include right, first
0: first <laughs> this gets me Richard Dreyfus slipped it in Summers, there past me second one was um Mark Ratner in Fast Times. Uh, no, there's, there's no way that as a adult in charge at that, at, a I I forget what the, it's just like Shermer high, yeah, Shermer high school. That's the, yeah I, I, I get the, what, what they call the high school and.
2: Oh yeah. I see where you're going food. with this. There's no way that
0: Paul Gleason is several rooms removed from yeah. the students in detention, just going about his business. Um, from just both a common sense standpoint and a character standpoint. Like, why, not, be, that big why of not just bring on a authority? desk in there? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. Movie magic.
2: It's a good point. Also, like, I have to believe that you're not allowed to say half the shit that he says to Jud Nelson. I have to believe that, but I realize it's well, kind of probably though, not even true.
1: Is that he's not supposed to be saying it.
2: Yeah, but like, what? What's gonna happen? Who's gonna believe the kids that are in detention? Although, like, I feel like Molly Ringwald's—I'm sure—would be able to pull strings. Okay, next. Lovely. Category. Great job, guys.
1: Next category: best soundtrack. So for this this one, so hard. For this one. I had. Are we thinking more of the actual songs that they? Pulled for it or like the music that was made musical moments
2: yeah oh not the music that was made for the movie it's,
0: yeah not too many of them so okay. it's a combination of, of music the
1: music that was, that was, was the music that was put into it and how they were used in the movie correct okay
2: yeah I thought you were talking about the contrast between the music that was into it and like how music is used
1: I think especially for kind of like music that I think of as completely inescapably connected with a movie, I think Ferris Bueller has to be up there.
0: Both with
1: the parade but also like the bump bump tchka. Like that is so you wanna 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 Completely pushed it. It's just like that's Ferris Bueller for me, and it works so well. And I think there's, it's just so well done. Yeah. It's so and just bad. not, and it's also not necessarily. I mean, like Twist and Shout is is very well known, but like a lot of the, like that, the chickachka song is not like famous because of the movie necessarily. Not like famous outside the movie. It's just like that's the Ferris Bueller song. Mm, I would say it's the Secret of My Success song Okay um, That was one of mine uh, I mean I, I love Love All the music in Cooley High Even though the sound quality In the did you, Amazon you know it was, oh. Did you see
2: it was put out by Motown That Motown distributed the soundtrack
1: Oh really No I didn't
2: Yeah that's. I saw that in the credits When I was Yeah that, that to me, is, like, the winner. Like, it's, that, you that like, that, I mean, I was, I was saying, like, oh, they got the rights to a lot of Motown music. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Mo, it's just a Motown album.
1: Yeah, it's so good. Um,
2: That's very cool. That was high on my list. That's one of my yeah. three.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think the last one is 10 Things I Hate About You just in the kind of live band music in the uh, concert where he kind of finds her at the club with a lot of young women. Club Skunk. Club Skunk. Club Skunk. Uh, As well as the music. It's kind of a cover. Some, Some of it is a cover, a lot of covers, including the band playing at prom. And the club skunk band playing on top of the school at the end. uh, I think of music and kind of, especially the look of the people playing the music as being inextricably, like once again, inextricably linked with the movie. And I think that's important to how I think about music and movies. It's not just like a playlist that I'm going to play a lot. It's how it's incorporated give me
0: your guys top 75 songs from
2: booksmart oh jeez that movie is so many sloppy needle drops
1: i and my roommates agree think that that may be true but the use but like they get some really good needle drops
2: yeah, when you do something 400 times, a couple of them are good. I think also
1: <laughs> this this more than anything else shows the age and kind of like generation gap between myself and you guys. So you just, okay, Boober, versus, your argument? Okay, I cool. did. It's So Gen Z versus I think millennial. music, there's more music in everything that people my age and younger do
2: you're three years younger than me
1: i'm, so, a, I'm also just more connected to the to the to youngsters
2: the youth. yeah yeah yeah, you. yeah yeah. tell me that some, while i hang out with middle schoolers all day while you uh we, what?
1: <laughs> people so insert beautiful. music and kind of use music and listen to music almost constantly and i think it's it makes more sense for a movie about modern teenagers to have more needle drops because people are listening to more types of music and I I I understand that there was like a bunch of slow-mo scenes with music in the background, but like the Run the Jewel song at the end when they're driving. Oh, when
2: they have a high speed chase with no consequences after they break out of prison? That was fun to watch the two white girls do.
1: Um, And like the song, and how they use the kind of key change and disintegration of the song during the pool scene. Um, Because that's actually in the song. They kind of like it, kind of get these dissonant notes when she sees. uh, My porno name. <laughs> when she sees the two love interests of the two main characters making out in the pool, there're these kind of it's this originally very I think it's a king princess song. Um no, that's not right. Anyway, um kind of going, it's this beautiful song as she's moving through the water and then she kind of sees their legs intertwined under the water and pulls up and you just start getting these dissonant notes. I think it's a very interesting use of that song.
2: Um, I just think it's so sloppy. It just it just feels like it's yeah, so like a we're youthful, right? See how youthful we are? Listen to our youthful music. This is a youthful movie.
0: it's not that's not a new idea, right? Cuz the oldest movie on this list is American Graffiti and American Graffiti has as many songs featured but uh, there's something about the execution in Booksmart. Um That, yeah, sloppy is a
1: good word for it. I think it shows the larger breadth of genres that people listening to. Like, I think a lot of the older movies that are trying to elicit a certain time really stick to one genre during that time. Because that's, it's kind of like showing. There's just like if if you're talking about one person and how they listen to music during a given time, they they I think they were more kind of cut off from other genres necessarily because of ease of acquiring it, and I think that more modern movies incorporate and and I don't even think more modern movies incorporate that many. Usually, they're trying to elicit us one certain vibe. I think Booksmart shows that more people are listening to. A larger swath of genres
2: I mean okay so think about dope and how there's a lot of music in there and the music is really important the different times the different genres the different it's actually very critical to the movie but never in my head was I like there's a lot of needle drops in here like I didn't think about it ever I, I realized what I was listening to music. I was like oh this is from the the 90s I can see what's going on here oh, this is a more modern hip-hop song. I can see what's going on here. Like, I it factored into the storytelling, and it was actually useful, and it just did not seem self-consciously, I'm cool, I'm young. Look at the young music I put in my young movie. And it's not I just
0: agree. a pigeonhole book smart, because 16 Candles is a lot like this, too. They're pretty slop. They're, like, oppressive in...
1: 16 candles. Um, True. There's a way of doing it well and I agree that they're doing it less well. It was not necessarily thoughtfully done, but I I personally never found it um distracting.
2: By minute 10, I was like how many needle drops are there in this movie? And yeah. It's too much. It's a it's a bad movie.
0: We Someone, we've
1: sorry. this is a movie that we have an apartment have watched at least three times, uh, including the sorry. last time. I will. Is admit it because you
2: lost your copy of Good Boys?
1: <laughs> I will. I do not want to see Good Boys. This is a classic <laughs> Schmidt
0: double feature. Um, New Year's Eve, twenty nineteen, baby.
1: Book smart I, into Good Boys. Good Boys. Will admit that the last time I watched it, and the kind of technically the one that. I watched it for this pod, even though I had seen it maybe a month ago. I was pretty not sober, and it was m- even better. <laughs> oh, someone I'm seeing here, someone left a
0: Google review for the movie saying, bought a ticket to Booksmart. They didn't offer me a single book on sale.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, Did you, we, did this you is ever enough. say your this soundtrack?
2: Did you ever say your soundtrack, Andy?
0: I'm going to say the names of certain recording artists and you tell me.
2: Oh, no. If this assembled for a
0: single purpose, this would or would not make up the best soundtrack of all time. Don Henley. Sammy Hagar. Donna Summer. The Go-Go's. Stevie Nicks. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Joe Walsh, Jimmy Buffett, is this Oingo say Boingo Is, is this, this saying say anything? anything? The amateurs. Jackson Brown. Fuck. Is this Oh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Easy. Oh. Uh, Easy peasy. I didn't know. The mall, attention. the opening mall montage, oh, the, the montage. Oh, we
2: talked about this. the, mo- so the montage the is so good. It's like one of the best filmed and edited things in this genre. Like this is not necessarily a genre known for its filmmaking, but that film, that montage. I mean, I, I made this point to Andy already, but like, never is something that's done contemporary, contemporaneously to something. It looks like what would happen if you tried to make an 80s mall montage today. Like, it looks like it might as well be the opening of season two of Stranger Things. Like, everything is like perfectly encapsulated, and it's a perfect song for it.
0: Jeff Spicoli not only has a dedicated theme, the theme is performed by Jimmy Buffett.
2: <laughs> That's a good fun fact.
0: There's not only a song, original song called Fast Times at Ridgemont High, it's by Sammy Hagar. And this movie also made me learn that Joe Walsh is, as in Joe Walsh from the Eagles.
2: Oh, wow best band ever what i was not overly
1: impressed by this movie
0: that's your genre journey (laughs) it is my genre journey
2: (laughs) what do you mean by not overly impressed i just heard
1: so much about it i'd heard about it so many times i i don't know the I watched this at a similar time. I, I, I remember so many more things from other movies I watched around this one, but this just so often failed to imprint anything on me. Um, I don't know. It... I don't think any of like the child acting was that great.
2: I think calling them children leads also to a uh, yes. tricky, tricky situation. I hope none of them were children.
1: Yeah.
0: And well most of them got in there right under the wire. Phoebe Cates uh, was like Ugh. Yeah. Pretty, also pretty part pretty recently of it, removed, like, removed from, from her 18th birthday about is this.
1: feeling skeeved off by it. Um Which is true for, which is, to be honest, was true for a lot of the movies on this list, especially the early ones and how they treat, which is, I think the fact, like if I had seen this movie when I was younger and had a less critical lens of how like women are depicted and how men are depicted in their relationship to women uh, I might have enjoyed it more, but I think I kept getting turned off from it because of that. Um, and just, yeah, seeing it in movie, I don't know, yeah.
2: But Judge Ragnall is so sweet and cute. That's my answer. But, to
1: that. And I'm not saying that this is unrealistic, but his. Fantasy scene being in a movie
2: that's not about him is very weird. That's yeah. not
1: about him and becomes much more like a I want we like this is it's interesting to have this here because it'll be well known and like a bunch of older guys are gonna enjoy this. Feels very weird,
2: yeah. I agree that that felt very tacked on because it never comes back and anything like that but there are just this tons is, things in that movie that are so good.
1: Something that um, Molly Ringwald mentioned in her article about, despite the fact that this has a female director, a lot of things, you you wouldn't guess that from certain parts of this movie and how... Women are depicted, especially considering this is a movie that is being made not only for teenagers but for older audiences. I don't know
2: I would just I would agree with that that but there's like a definite other side of the pendulum I mean she gets an abortion and she doesn't get punished. no, either. no,
1: no, I'm saying and her brother
2: I, picks her up. that's very cool and not, Andy, not, not all the to movie. that shot with the that the shot of them shutting down the the shot of the women, the girls shutting down the pizza place just at the end is just so good. I love that shot. And Andy was talking about that earlier.
0: It's more for the generic artistry of it, not necessarily because it's so profoundly gender neutral or pro
1: women. But
2: yeah. But there's just a female gaze. I think, I need, to, I, think gaze I need to, to rewatch
1: this movie.
2: I think that's that what I've learned. I think that there's certain parts where you can see a real female gaze to it. Obviously, not the Phoebe Kate's like fantasy sequence, but other stuff. Okay, heard- it's
1: certainly interesting to have this abortion plot, uh, plot line. Having watched it directly after the Grease pregnancy scare plot line. Which is so glimpsed, I so glimpsed do. over, and, and everyone just celebrating because she didn't not go with boy the
2: boy. or to
1: I have a question about that song.
2: And throw my life. Never mind. Away.
1: Never mind. We may, maybe we'll get to it later. On.
2: No, 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 I'll stop singing. I promise.
1: Is it meant to be a song about how, like? as young women, you cannot win. Like, is it, like, the quote-unquote wokest of songs from Greece? because it's about how, like, she'd be in more trouble if she didn't actually get with these guys because she'd be a tease?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could hurt someone like me out of spite or jealousy. Like, she's referring to how awful she was to Sandy because... Of like these pressures to be a certain kind of woman.
1: It's yeah, it's an interesting song to have that, and then just her being, it all—it's all solved by her not being pregnant. Like the end of the movie is just a celebration. There's this one introspective moment of the whole movie. Anyway, well, I was going to ask my question.
0: we'll, We'll we'll continue to talk about this movie, but somewhat in the which movie realm fast times in the realm of um initial reactions to it this is you know this is one of the ones i've seen the most and was very a very pivotal movie for me after all being called spicoli by by my father but watching it obviously most recently for this episode i gave it a lot of i don't know if saying i gave it a lot of credit is the right way of saying it but it's impressive for not only its time, but just in general, how much it focuses on female relationships and, and and features just teenage girls talking very on the one, not only talking about sex, but like talking very like authentically and inquisitively about sex, as opposed to say like a blockers where it's like, man, I want to get laid. Let's all get laid. Cause I want to lose my virginity, but just like the, and granted it's, and we can kind of like put our Peggy Orenstein hats on and whatnot and talk about how like, they're still like, they're talking about sex, but it's all about like sex for the point of getting a man off. But just like, the, I'm thinking of the scene in the cafeteria, like the, like the blow job lesson scene, like, I don't know. Like there really aren't that many movies about young women naturally exploring sexuality mm-hmm. within a movie that's focused mostly on like it's kind of
2: the type of earnest um, and shameless sort of information exchange between these girls
0: and you can nitpick and it's like okay they're just talking about blowjobs blowjobs are about like a man's sexual pleasure which is Mm -hmm. true and fair but um i always watch it as jennifer jason lee's movie and i think it's not necessarily empowering but it's there aren't a lot of movies like this and it's, it's not all of like the point isn't her like lusting after some, cause at the same time, two years later, Molly Ringwald is the point of 16 Candles, but it's not her like dorkily lusting after a guy um, throughout the whole thing and kind of like moping through it. Like Jennifer Jason Lee is very empowered and exploring relationships and, as you put very astutely, isn't um, punished for getting an abortion and um, her journey doesn't hinge on whether or not the guy she has a crush on reciprocates her, her affections and all the while being a freshman, I know, which is just wild. Um,
2: and I think it's also, yeah. one thing that's interesting about it is that like, it also, like, her sexual experiences aren't all great. A lot of them are shitty and a lot of them are shitty because of shitty men and men not taking a lot of care in her pleasure or men just being too obsessed with themselves. But that doesn't ruin her. That doesn't like ruin them for her. I guess it does. But like, you know, in blockers, it's like either you have perfect sex with your perfect boyfriend or another equally perfect guy like gets you, it's like these very perfect versions of the world yeah. and it's like you're either gonna be empowered and have only good sexual experiences or or it's like a zero sum game. And she has a lot of shitty sexual experiences but she always feels empowered still and takes kind of things in stride. And I think that that's, I don't know if it's the lesson I wanna show my daughter but I think that it's very real and it's what happens to a lot of women and it's very interesting.
0: Great fucking movie. Not without its problems, but great fucking movie.
1: That's the end of part one of our teen comedies episode of Best Thing I Ever Saw. Thanks to Leah Saradarian for our logo and Dylan Stratton for our theme song. The saga continues in part two.